And welcome back to No Prize Podcast. I'm the professor. He's Lucas. It's July, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is back in movie theaters, and we are going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about Loki, and we're going to talk about some comics today, and I'm just psyched to to get going. What is going on, Lucas? Man, all love is love, man. Freaking, uh, we are... So happy to get back. It looks like we're getting back in the full swing of things with, you know, comics are back, movies are back. Uh, you know, what else is there? What else could we want, could we want right? Uh, even the big blockbusters uh, are back. And you can watch them not only in the, uh, you know, in the theaters. You can sit on your butt at home and we can watch <laughs> it, which is exactly what I did. Um, so. Really? We went to the theater. We 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 did the foray on the Thursday night, the eight o'clock show, and uh, it was me, my wife, the kids, and uh, the theater was sold out, dude. It was packing, and I was so excited to be back. I didn't care about COVID or anything. Nobody else did. The theater erupted into applause when the Marvel logo hit the screen, and it was it was. Back to normal. I think everything was back to normal. People clapping, people uh, whooping it up. It was it was really kind of a celebration of the movies being back. And uh, I would have I would have uh, paid double the price that you can get it for streaming, which I actually I did. So <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it was worth that. And I even think it colored my enjoyment of the movie. Um, you know, because I mean, I think if we if we go down the road, you know, it wasn't wasn't the top five Marvel movies, but I think the uh, just just being happy being back in the theater and uh, and being able to watch a movie on you know a seventy five foot screen, <laughs> you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, my wife and kids they went to the drive-in to see this thing. Um, oh. So the drive-in is a. Fu- during these times, that's as that is a far superior option because you're sitting in your car, right? You're not, you're not, you know, needing the people that work there to freaking clean your seat to make sure it's clean. And you know, you're sitting in your car. However, the problem with that is, is that it used to have an option where you used to be able to go on your phone, order the food, and you used to go up and just pick up your food. They took away the option. Now people are standing in lines. They eat your popcorn, your soda, and all that stuff. So that that one big benefit that it had over everything, it took it away. So hmm. you know, I don't know what to think, man. Especially with everything that's going on. With it looks like there's a research of of all the other stuff going on. But hey. You know, the way I looked at it, because we did weigh that. We did weigh that before we went to the theaters. And um, the 
me and my wife, the kids, we all had our Moderna vaccine, which is still, I believe, 90% effective against the the D variant. So uh, I think we made an educated guess to just let's go. Let's just let's just go. And uh, it's fine. It's been over a week. None of, none of us have symptoms. So it wasn't, it wasn't a super spreader event, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not like the New York Yankees <laughs> and the all-star game. So, so, but, uh, but no, it was good. I'm glad that we're back. I'm glad we're sitting in theaters. I'm glad Marvel's releasing movies again. Uh, and the, nothing, nothing made me happier last week than, than, than seeing Black Widow on the screen. Um, and now we're, you know, looking forward to uh, to Shang Chi in September, but we get What If first in August. So yeah, 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 we get it. Man, things yeah. are flying by quickly, man. You know this. Yeah, yeah, this year. I mean, we get the last year in 2020, which we could just forget about. Everybody fast forward through that, and now we're in 2021, and it's we're more than half over. And uh, you know. We'll be we'll be we'll be talking fa- Phase Five and Fantastic Four and X Men before we know it. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think Kevin Feige is uh, ready for that Fantastic Four. <laughs> Fantastic Four. You know, people are like, "Hey, what about Fantastic Four? He's like, "No, not yet, not yet. Let let's see how let's see how whether or not we crap out in this Phase Four Five thing first. Well, and then, then we'll, if if we crap out in that, then we'll pull that out of the hat. We'll. Then they'll pull the Fantastic Four X-Men thing out of the hat. But until that magical day, they're going to stay with that this plan right now. <laughs> uh, by the way, is that a Wolverine wrestling buddy behind you or something? What is that? Yes, it is, Dan. <laughs> yes, it is. What's up? That's cool. A little wrestling buddy. I think it's like a pillow or something like that. Yeah, the it's wrestling a, buddies, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a Funko. This is actually made by Funko Plushies. Marvel Lucha Libre edition. Um, this is awesome. So Funko, that is that is interesting. So so did, did you so stay along the comic stuff? Uh, well, so that's that's Funko, right? And Funko um, has now has a partnership, a big time partnership with Diamond um, Distribution. Uh, Funko okay. also has a big uh, partnership with. Uh, Panini, right? Panini has just been bought by uh, Slam. Uh, Slam is a special interest group that invests in, in other stuff. That company is actually like largely owned by Alex Rodriguez from the New York Yankees. Hmm. Uh, so you know, so if you're looking to make a little bit of investment cash, you might want to be in. Uh, Looking through it, it's like nine dollars and eighty cents or something like that. But that definitely could have some reverberations when it comes to the comic world because this owns that, that owns that, and a lot of these guys are playing with Marvel, Funko, and all this other stuff. So it's going to be nice. interesting. Well, so let's uh, let's break down. We'll break down Black Widow, and then we got a, we got the season finale of Loki to get to. Um, sure. So what? Uh, so Black Widow would just you know, break it down real quick. Uh, it's a prequel because we all know that uh, Black Widow dies in Avengers Endgame. So uh, that kind of takes away a little of the edge of the movie, I think, because we know the stakes, right? We know Black Widow's not going to die because she already dies in another movie. Um, but we get to see what happens to her when she's on the run post-Civil War. And... Uh, 
and basically break down what ha- kind of happens. You know, uh, we find out Black Widow has a family or a pseudo family, and um, we're introduced to them uh, all at once, right at the beginning of the movie, when they have that kind of really flash uh, prequel where they're all young. Um, we have David Harbour playing uh, Red Guardian, which is kind of a bit of a switch from um, the classic Marvel Universe 616, where the Red Guardian is actually Black Widow's husband, not father. <laughs> so it's interesting. Uh, Yelena Beleva, who play, uh, who's played by Florence Pugh, the White Widow, um, is not related to in any way to uh, to Natasha in the six one six, but here there's sisters or sisters, red rum sisters, right? Um, but the that creates the relationships that that carry through the movie and actually make the movie very watchable. I kind of compared this a little bit to to watching like a James Bond movie, but um, you know with uh, with Scarlett Johansson as the lead. So I thought this was um, this was really good. It was very watchable. It was funny in all the right spots. They had action in all the right spots. A couple of really big set pieces. Um, the story was, uh, you know, typical. I think typical Marvel fare, right? I mean, there's no big surprises in this. Um, well, the the big surprise is Taskmaster, and and I I don't know. You could tell me whether or not you were disappointed over that reveal. Um, but that I think that was the character they changed the most out of all of them. Um, I really love the idea, um, and you and we get to see this a little bit more. So now I'm going to kind of bring in the rest of the Marvel Universe here with all with kind of like the first class of uh, of Marvel Universe characters kind of retiring, right? So we get yeah, Scarlett yeah. Johansson kind of kind of going away, but with the Black Widow character lives on, right? And the White Widow in Florence Pugh, who going forward is going to be part of the cinematic universe and part of uh, I'm sure upcoming Secret Invasion, uh, which we see at the in the Stinger clip at the end. Um, so what did, what were your initial reactions to, to watching Black Widow? Did you enjoy it? Was it a nice popcorn movie for you? <laughs> well, let, let's let, let me pull it back. So I was nervous going into this thing because how many spy movies have there been in the last three to four years where you had a female lead? And I'm, I'm always excited for that type of stuff, right? Because, you know, you got the context of, oh, you know, women, you know, instead of being the hero, you got to go in and you got to save them, Right. So I'm always excited when there's a new female spy thing out there because that's the one genre that they seem to do well. But in the last three or four, you've had several, and each and every single one of them has been problematic or just sucked altogether. Hmm. So, so I was getting really nervous about this one. And uh, this one, it, it wasn't that bad, right, because it gave really good context because it was, hey – I'm a little perfect little freaking spy. It was, okay, I'm imperfect, and I'm just using the training that I was given. And not only that, um, I have a family. I have a background, right? Um, and then all the little things, you know, because they, they, I love the way that as a family, because that's what family does, right? They love you, but they're kind of freaking kind of doing that with pointing your, <laughs> pushing your finger and the sides that they know, pushing the buttons that they know how to freaking push. Yep. Uh, you know, every, because every once in a while, 
every single one of them, from her sister to the dad to the mother, they say, oh, I thought you were an Avenger, and an Avenger could do this. I thought you were going to have a helicopter just flying from the sky. Oh, I thought, you know, you, know, you could have just had the, 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 Greek, the, 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 the Swedish god just come out the freaking sky. Oh, I thought you could have the green guy do this. You know, just every, just every once in a while, you know, just doing this. Even her friend was like, oh, you know, I heard about the Avengers. I heard they're getting divorced right now. That that was a crazy, crazy way that they were just coming at her, all types of crazy like that. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, of course, you know, you need to have context. Well, you could have had to need context in order to understand that, but I don't think you really needed context. All you needed to know was, hey, this is a young lady that all around the world, she's known to be good at what she does. But even at that, she's got friends and family that are just getting at her. Just, you know, we love you, but you know, we got to knock you down before we can freaking talk to you like that. Uh, so that that was great. Um, and uh, you know, it, well, I mean, always the thing that I'm looking for is going forward. Does it really push you to so want to continue and see her, her story go forward? No, of course not. No, this is supposed to be the closing chapter because yes, yeah, she she died in previous movies. Of course, it does open it up right now, um, especially with the Loki series that we'll get into. You know, timelines are all jacked up. You know, realities yeah. are all jacked up. So, so that could also happen. Now, I heard you mention something about her husband or something um, earlier. Um, oh, Red Guardian. Her, okay. her her father in the movie, right? Um, so so here here's her here's an interesting tidbit. At one point, that she's sitting down with her sister, she has a conversation, and she's like, "Well, you know, she's her sister's like, yeah, I was watching you, and you had a husband, and you had a son, and she said, what about that?' And she goes, "Well, that's not my story to tell, huh? Well, that could mean either one of two things. Number one." Either this is this particular Black Widow was not Black Widow because, of course, we got the whole Scrolls thing happening. Or two, um, earlier in 2020, there was a new Black Widow series that came out, and they introduced a husband and a son, right? Which is really important because, got to remember, she cannot have kids. Even they, they took a whole freaking scene and they explained it. Well, she can't have kids, but you no. Know, in this particular series, she, she of course she still couldn't, but she did have a son. So that one was it was number one and number two was like cameo appearances and full appearances and everything. So that one was pretty interesting, and pretty shocking. Or three, of course, you no. Know, there's a different timeline in which this would happen. So. I think people, especially my speculators, should be keeping an eye, eye on that because that one was a that one had a one to five hundred. Then which had to buy each retailer had to buy five hundred books. That means that's around two thousand dollars of initial investment for those retailers. Um, but at one point, it dropped down to like two hundred bucks, right? Because there's so many of them. Even J. Scott Campbell, and that's his cover. He was selling it for like. 300 freaking bucks, man. Hmm. So, so you know, that's one to keep an eye out to see if they pursue later on. I don't think they will because not many people are asking that question. I'm asking the question. 
I'm asking questions. Like, what, what, what's, what's going on? First, you, you, you took, you took the time out to say she can't have kids. Now she, oh, so she's got a kid. What, what's going on, Marv? You need to expound on that. Um, and then also, you know, going forward, let's talk about in the new series because that was 2020. In the new series of 2021, um, there's a new person that is training to be a black widow. Um, she and her sister just picked her off the streets. Um, and they're training her to do this and, and that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That's that's could be another thing generation generationally that goes forward in the next three to four years. So, but but we'll see, man. Um, the uh, I don't know, man. I I I enjoyed it, but I don't think this was. Well, I I tell you what, it, it's better than Captain Marvel. <laughs> All right, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Black Widow was hurt by or benefited from the pandemic and having an 18-month delay in the release of the movie? Do you think that that did Black Widow any favors? Um, uh, because I think it did. I think that um, 18 months ago, when Black Widow was supposed to be released, um, I think people might have had a little bit of MC burnout um, post-Endgame. And here i think uh with 18 months of of you know nothing except a couple of disney plus shows and the hype built up for black widow after all this time plus the theaters reopening i think uh i think it benefited the box office greatly um and i mean just to say i, I they even have disney plus come out and they actually release the numbers of uh of streams for downloads like and they don't usually do that um, but they did for Black Widow. Um, mm-hmm. To me, I think that that was, uh, that was a benefit on Marvel's part because people were clamoring after 18 months to go back to theaters and see this big tentpole summer film. And um, I think last year, maybe it doesn't do as good. So yeah. um, that's, where, uh, that's kind of where I'm falling. And I, like I said, I mean, I don't think that it's the one of the top five in the MCU. And, you know, you know to be honest, I don't think any of the movies this year will hit that mark, um, with maybe the exception of the Spider-Man movie. But I don't think Shang-Chi mm. or Eternals has a shot. Um, Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 so here's, here's what I will say. You know, you're absolutely right. You, you're bringing up all the points that I absolutely believe in my heart that number one we were getting burnt out right because there was too many back-to-back movies um it was between back-to-back movies in between the normal mcu then spider-man movies and then you know we had to keep paying attention to the comics and all those events and everything we were just we were just done right yeah um so we, now we've had a break we even forgot i forgot that there was going to be a black widow movie You've been reminding me for months. Like, hey, the Black Widow movie coming. Here's Black Widow. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Who the heck is the Black Widow? I, I forgot who she. I forgot who she was. I literally have Black Widow on my wall somewhere around here, and I, I keep forgetting that there was a whole Black Widow. So I was able yeah. to relax. I was all the stress of wondering what was going to happen. I forgot all that stuff. But then you've you've built it up little by little. of reminding me what's been going on in the MCU with the great freaking Loki series, right? Yeah, where he yeah, walked, he wa- yeah, he he walked us back. He said, "Hey, you've been doing this. This is what the uh, Avengers have been up to. You know, blah, blah, blah. they've been doing Thanos." I was like, "Oh yeah, kind of remind, 
kind of rewatches what was going on, and then boom, here you go. Here, here's the series, and it's not crazy at it's not crazy at you with the with the whole freaking. Oh, you got to remember this particular, you know, uh, the, the powers of this person. No, no, it's like, hey, this is a person's life story. This is family, and this is kind of how things work in this part. Oh, and not only this is how things work. This is a little corner. Just don't forget that, hey, yes, we had the Avengers, but this is how the rest of the world, right? So this really sets up without even directly going into it kind of sets up the whole thing with Shang Chi, right? Because remember, Shang Chi is the Chinese or Asian set um for the South Pacific or Pacific side of the world, right? Um so they got they can't jack this up. Mm. They gotta get they gotta stick this one where they introduce some more Asian characters going forward. They gotta stick that. They can't. They can't just go. Okay, here's Shang Chi. This is his whole thing, and you gotta and just go off. No, they gotta gotta give us more on that. So well, and and now I'm just going by the trailer that I saw for Shang Chi. But let let me say, I think that they're um they're, they're leveling up the character, right? I mean, Shang Chi in the Marvel Universe is basically Bruce Lee, right? And yes. he's got he's no superpowers. He's just a uh, you know master of kung fu. Um. In the, the in the trailers that you I mean you see a lot of that, but um, dude, are they giving him Mandarin's rings? Because obviously the legend the Legend of the Ten Rings, and then the uh, the, the his father who is not Fu Manchu like in the comics, but um, it's a new character. Uh, but he has the uh, the rings, and they apparently the rings expand and fit on his wrists. And there's five on each wrist, right? And right. he's he's blasting like power blasts and stuff. Um, and to me, you know, he ends up. I th- I think they even show a clip of him fighting his dad with each of them have five rings on the on the hands. Um, did did at the end of the movie does he end up with Mandarin's rings? And that would be a huge level up for Shang Chi, and that would make him a that would make him a superhero more than you know the uh, just a kung fu master. So I. I and they and they've never done anything like that in the comic books. So, um, for for them to do something like that, uh, I'm kind of ex- I'm kind of excited to see that movie if they go that route because it'll make it'll make it feel more like a, a you know like a why the heck are they making a Shang Chi movie other than diversity, right? Because right. there were, I think there were so many other characters um, that they could have gone to. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, so, so you know, so here's so going back, um, once again, uh, of the stuff that's been building up to the Black Widow movie. Let's not forget WandaVision, right? And in WandaVision, yeah. you had Jimmy Woo, who was there, right? He's got to be there. He he's a big part of the new agents of Atlas. He's got to be there. I want to see Shang Chi hand in hand with Jimmy Woo. Building up the new team, yeah. As they go to fight, you know the, the rest of the groups of the the crime syndicate, the Ten Rings. I, I want to see that, right? That's I don't want to shout, yeah, yeah. So let let's see that. Let do if they go that route, that'll be crazy and and awesome at the same time because not only are you doing that, then that gives you time to open up the whole Submariner thing. Um, and people have been speculating on, yeah, Submariner's coming. He's coming. He'll be here. And then that'll bring more interest in, because, you know, Black Panther. 
Black Panther Part Two is coming out, right? So you'll have you know Black Panther on one end, Submariner, and the real Agents of Atlas on the other hand, or actually the new Re- Agents of Atlas kind of wants to help Mariner saga, but kind of stuck in middle, you know. It's yeah. gonna be oh man, this this would definitely get my 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 juice to salivate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't care about necessarily about a superpower string chief. I just want to see a guy who's just trying to do good and work using the training that that he's had. I'm I'm good with an an Asian Black Widow. <laughs> I'm I'm good with that, right? You know, and just show me, just show me, just kind of show me the rest of the characters in his world. I'm not hype. People are hype for the uh, the abomination character. They're like, oh yeah, man, he's fighting abomination. I don't care about the abomination unless you're trying to set that up for a future fight with the Hulk. Right? Yeah. And I, I I didn't want to see that in this movie. So we'll see, man. This this is going to be <laughs> uh, this is going to be a mess. But so far, no. There. Once again, going back to settling in for this, this is a movie that they couldn't jack, that they could have jacked up easily. Yeah. That a lot of uh, studios have messed up, and they stuck it. Good That's job. true. Yeah. Good, Good job. job. All right, let's uh, let's jump over to Loki because that is the series that of the summer that just wrapped up this week. Um, and we are going to break down the last two episodes. Uh, I call episode five the Easter egg episode just because, uh, you know, they spend the whole entire episode in what they call the void, um, which I know that I, when I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, Lucas is going to have a lot to say about the void. And, um, and then uh, so – we have uh, alternate universe variations of Loki. We find out that the the only living people in there are all variant Lokis because they survive. And um, that in itself, just by looking through like just the, just the sheer amount of shout outs that they had in that episode, it actually distracted me from paying attention to what was happening <laughs> during the episode because I was I was looking at everything in the background where we got um, where we got a, a shot of Throg and we got uh, we got the uh, the helicarrier in the background or Ronan the Accuser ship or the Avengers Tower crumbled in the background. Uh, lots and lots of just background stuff. That yep. uh, the shout out the Thanos copter was hilarious, uh, and just kind of to see this is you know this is where uh, all the all the uh, alternate universes go to die at the end of time, and uh, and the 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 big purple smoke cloud monster Eliath that they introduced actually that foreshadowed uh, the episode six's reveal of uh, who was behind everything um, because. Uh, Eliath is an actual character that appeared uh, in the Marvel 616 universe as a uh, foil for Kang the Conqueror. So um, so seeing that just made me realize that, oh, they are going to introduce it. And just when I thought, like, you know, because in WandaVision, I think we went through the whole thing expecting them to be some big reveal about multiverse, the multiverse. And it ended up being in Loki, not in one division. So yeah, yeah. Um, the, in the final, the final episode, I think uh, <laughs> s- suffered a little bit because it was 
mostly exposition <laughs> and sitting and talking heads. There was not a ton of action in the movie. In the, yeah. in the final episode, um, there was maybe a, th- a, th- a three-minute clip of the uh, of the Loki and Sylvie fighting. Um, mm-hmm. But other yeah. than that, it was uh, it was just we're going to explain everything that has come before, and now we're going to set up what's coming now, what's coming up now, and here's your primer. That was what this episode really was. Um, yes. Was the introduction of the multiverse and the timelines and the brand new spanking villain that's going to be permeating this phase uh, in Kang the Conqueror. However, in this episode, he didn't play Kang. He played He Who Remains. And He Who Remains, really, uh, if you need us to explain that to you, is Immortus. Um, And Immortus is the, I guess, the final final incarnation of Kang at the end of time, where he he pretty much controls time. He's more of a uh, more of a force of nature than an, uh, an evil. Uh, he he he's more neutral. Um, and they didn't. Ne- they never said he was Immortus. They called him He Who Remains. They right. did. They did a line. Um, they did a line where he had mentioned, "I was. I have been a ruler. I have been a conqueror." Yeah. And um, and honestly, I you know welcome Jonathan Major to the MCU. I loved his portrayal and I can't wait to see more and you t- correct me if I'm wrong, but did, was he emoting just Denzel Washington all over the friggin' place? Just the look on his face, the, del- his line deliveries, the smile, that smug smirk. Um, I was like, dude, this, this guy must have taken acting, acting lessons from Denzel. <laughs> you know, his, his method uh, reminds me of somebody I just can't put my hand on it. it you know, nobody's going to mistake that performance for Denzel because Denzel, he used to come that smug. Yeah, I know more than you. Yeah, um, that that's definitely Denzel. But he his was his was more of a I am batshit crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but I I but the bat the, the crazy guy still knows more than you. Um, he he was going he was going for that type of emotion that 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 crazy hamlet uh i'm about to kill everybody up in this just just don't push me type of emotion he he had that going um once again that is a star from uh lovecraft um he was great in that one that's because, where i've seen him before okay yeah that one's a great series of you guys hasn't watched uh watched season one and that's all you gotta watch because it's been canceled um, for reasons, um, w- weird reasons that, you know, to this day don't make any sense. But, you know, hey, uh, look, once again, I-, I-, I see where they were going with this, right? Because uh, over the last couple of, of TV shows that Disney Plus has had, they've they've just put the content out there and then they ended it and they didn't really take any time to explain what did we just watch? So Loki uh, did that, right? Because if you're a regular comic book reader, you understand what's going on. You're like, got it, great. However, if you're not that person, right, um, they needed to take the time to explain what was going on, especially if you're going for a season two, which, you know, they put in a little uh, Easter egg at the end and say, hey, boom, season two is coming. 
So so that, that that was great, right? Because that's the one frustrating thing that's been happening with you know uh, uh, the uh, what a soldier Falcon stuff, the the Wandavich and stuff. That they just push that at you and say, like, ta-da! You're like, oh great, what what uh, just happened? Yeah, what's I, next? I, I, yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you you there's all these questions that you didn't answer, right? And yes, there's questions that Loki didn't answer, but it's a like, hey. This is what's happening now, and maybe, just maybe, all those questions will be answered in season two. Well, I, you know, and I think uh, this is a perfect excuse, right, for them to uh, be able to mess up anything. <laughs> you know, if right. they because because the last twenty five movies in TV shows and everything, yeah, everybody's watching continuity like a hawk and and kind of trying to catch them doing something wrong, and now. You can just say multiverse, baby. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And yep. you can't say, and you can't, and you'll never be able to say, well, you know, they're pulling this thing out their butts. No, they've been working, especially in the comics. They've this been working. This has been long term, long term plans. Yep. To, you know, for the last two to three years, you know, I've been talking about this. Like, man, this Nexus thing. They even did it in the, uh, you know, the whole null thing. They threw those little bits. So yeah. So. And so now I got to apologize to, you know, the people who wrote you know, like Dottie Cates and Al Ewing because I was like, okay, you did this this whole big series and then at the end it was crappy and, and didn't make any, make any sense. But now that I'm seeing what's, what, what's going on is that uh, a lot of this stuff has made it into Loki series and Black Widow, crazily enough, and it's made it into some of the other – uh, comics, right? You no, know, between the Carnage series and you know, I forget the name of the other stuff and some Thor stuff. It looks like that particular Null series was supposed to be pushing characters that's going to go go for for the whole Marvel stuff. Um, like you talked about the Void, you know, I've been talking about the Void for forever. Yeah, right. right. Know, yeah, like holy crap! You no, know, since the '60s, the Void has been a thing. Um, that they've been trying to push and explain what's going on. People, like I just had uh, on another podcast, I was just talking with a guy who was like, oh, yeah, actually, excuse me, there's a guy out there on this new thing called Whatnot. He was like, yeah, this is the first appearance of uh, the Black Knight Thunder Cloud thing. He was like, no, brother, it's the 60s. They, they've been doing this thing for a while. Um, it's just, just now that he's, within the same sentence, the old Loki from the 60s said, hey, the Void, also known as Eliath. So that's that was an interesting thing that I don't I don't, I don't think people are putting together right now. That was right. Loved it. Uh, yeah. uh, here's here's another interesting thing that's been happening. And, and I know people don't like talking about speculation stuff and all the other crazy stuff. But he but here here was an interesting thing that people have been jumping on. Remember this? Remember the whole thing with Kit Loki and how he's sitting around. Well, the. Uh, People are going crazy over this thing because he's sitting in the throne and he's actually drinking a high C Ghostbusters ecto cooler. <laughs> really? Yes. I so, didn't that. Yeah. So people are going crazy because this is this is from my this is from my era, right? That that was a thing, right? We loved Ghostbusters. We loved our high C, and when they combined this, all all man, that was the that was the stuff. Now what? People are going crazy over is trying to find. Remember, this this thing hasn't been produced since the 80s. 
right? People are trying to find these, these boxes, right? And people have been finding them, and they have been selling them for thousands of dollars. Jesus um, Christ. The, yeah, the last one that actually sold, it actually sold for cheaper than that, sold for uh, $599. But people don't realize how rare this thing is because, yes, there are plenty of high-C Actacolor boxes out there, but the one that actually had Slimer on the, on the carton box those are actually a lot more rare. So people are out there looking for that thing right now. You're not going to find it, of course, because it's the 1980s. But those <laughs> these things are out there. Uh, so if if you if you if 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 uh, you know if uh, if you your family have happen to have a time capsule when there's some high C ecto cooler in there, you might want to dig that thing up and see hit check and see if the the thing's still on there, um, because people are going crazy for that, man. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> my son uh, so my son noticed something and i don't know if you you probably don't have a screen capture shot of that but in that same scene where they're in the bowling alley and that's all the loki's just kind of talking there's a scene where in the background there's this there's this video game console like a like a floor console and when my son was watching it he was like oh that's the mythical game uh i can't even remember the name of it but um but I guess that there's a, online there's this legend of a of a supposed uh, floor console back in the '80s of a, a video game which never really existed because I mean I lived through the '80s and I didn't know what it was. Um, but it, it it was one of those things that was in the in the void, and uh, it was kind of like one of those cute little Easter egg, which was a non comic book nerd Easter egg. It was just a. a it was just for they just threw in there, and I thought that was great, like attention to detail. Like I was really kind of looking for basically anything that they might be able to throw in there, and uh, uh, just I was I was amazed at just the level of detail that they did, and and in that episode alone, and that's why I call it the Easter egg episode because you got to have your head on a swivel. Uh, yeah, that's the go. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, poly Polybius. Polybius, yeah, yeah. yeah. Polybius. Yeah, my, that's what my son said. That's like a, a mythical vi- video game console. Didn't really exist, but um, it's someone someone created that there was like a, a myth of, uh, of that game, and no one ever remembered playing it, but it was supposed to be the, the best game ever. Um, <laughs> I, I actually thought that was really funny. Um, did you like all the different Lokis? I, I kind of thought I got a kick out of watching all the different Lokis uh, kind of uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Once again, that that is something that's been built up within the last uh, couple of years, right? You know, uh, you know, talk about bringing out the kid Loki thing. Um, yep. The uh, the what what else do we have? Oh, the alligator Loki. Uh, the uh, I, I I wasn't familiar with the one black Loki out there with the the golden hammer and everything. I wasn't familiar with that one. Um, the whole enchantress Loki. Um, mm. That's that. I wanted them to go into that a little bit more, but you know, you got season two to do that, uh, because even though she thinks she's Loki, she's not really Loki. She's actually controlled by the Enchantress. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, the old Loki, once again, that old Loki—that's my favorite because that, yeah. that Loki uh, was the Loki before even uh, before Marvel was a thing. Right? So, yeah, classic Loki. Yeah, that was classic. Like real, that's like the real Loki. So when they say, "Well, you know, he's kind of powerful," yeah, he's kind of powerful because he's he's the OG Loki. So, so yeah. I like that. Um, man, it, 
that was a really good way to do this, man. If you're going to have the variants, bring all the Lokis that we know and love, or at least put some hints of all the Lokis in there. Um, the only one we're missing is the all, the all, the end Loki, right? That's the yeah. all-powerful Loki that is like, he's like a null force at the end. So there's like the Thor force, and there, there's like the Loki force at the end. So I, that's the only thing that was needed. So now this, this and, and this might probably make me a little angry if when if and when they do this right um but this also opens the door and we know that um with the spider-man movie coming out in december that uh we're getting toby Maguire and andrew garfield back as a spider-man this opens the door for them to recast any of the major marvel characters and have it be okay with the audiences and be easily yes. explained away so if they don't like if they want to bring in another iron man they can bring in an alternate universe version of iron man not played by robert Downey jr maybe played by someone else and have it be easily explainable and people be okay with it. Um, I don't know if anybody will really be okay with a non-Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man um, or a non-Chris Evans Captain America, but there it is. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. It's going to happen because of the franchise. You know, you got to have a Captain America. You got to have a Thor, and it doesn't necessarily have to be Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., you can just recast the next generation. Tom Holland will eventually get replaced as Spider-Man, but now this gives more legs to the MCU where the the reboots aren't reboots. They're just continuation of the stories that we've already seen. And actors playing the parts. And I think that's that um, that's, that gives Marvel more of a life cycle. And, and this it, it almost needed to happen right because we just saw the end avengers endgame where the basic basically all the characters that we've loved for the last 10 years are now no longer under contract except for tom hiddleston apparently who is now going to be playing loki forever <laughs> so so um, yeah oh man so yes the the <laughs> the possibilities are endless with this now yeah. now you because now guess what you get to live in a reality where x-men are actually a thing this is true. This is true. They didn't exist before, but now they now they are a thing, right? Um, now you live in in an existence where Wanda wasn't you no know, as bad, or where she she wasn't as nice as she was, and she wanted to kill everybody, and she does kill everybody. You you, you live in an all type of crazy reality. So so what I did find interesting was uh, going back, and I started noticing it early, but then. It was a little thing that I noticed early, but now it was a central story point, right? Is that every time any of those people, the Varys, the TVA, went through a portal to go to somebody somewhere else to do a mission, and they would come back, the statues changed in very subtle ways. And I was like, oh, that's, I was thinking, oh, that's a different statue. No, they were going to some other world and then coming back into a different world. Every single time, um, and and you, you got to go back and you and you got to freaking look at it. It, it it's kind of it was kind of subtle because you know they had these guys right, and then there's actually ones where you actually has have statues where it's just the one guy in the middle, and then of course at the end now you just have uh, the one statue and that that's become a central point. Uh, right. that. So I, I think I love that little Easter egg that people once again aren't tracking 
Um, but now you got to deal with the king that isn't the nice guy. He isn't just a guy he remains. He's going to have to deal with the one that he wants to be the conqueror and wants everybody to know and fear him. Um, between whether, you know, and you said, you mentioned the fact that they talked about the one that uh, rolls over everything that was Ramatut. Um, but he was back in the Egyptian times, like old Egyptian times, or maybe that time was the 31st century. It just happened to be that they were so not so technologically advanced that uh, you know, it just happened to be that Egypt ruled it. So that becomes amazing to me and mind-blowing to me. Of this, and I want to see how that all matches up. Um, well, he still has a time machine, no matter where he does, where he goes. So, yeah. Um, but let's uh, let's take a quick break. I know we're really we're running really late, and uh, I'll see if I can fix my video during the commercial, and uh, we'll be right back. All right. <laughs> well, it looks like uh, the professor could not uh, fix the uh, fix his video on time. So I will continue uh, by myself until he's able to actually get in. Uh, let's let me go in and start to let me push something. I think I will go with Sinister War. Let me uh, pull this one up. Bang. Sinister War. Man, this is a... Uh, oh, there he is. <laughs> Sorry about that. It took me a little longer than 30 seconds to fix my video, but I'm good. So uh, which one, uh, which uh, series did you want to start go with next? Let's go with Sinister War, seeing as to how you just put it up there. That's good. Uh, we, could right. talk, we could talk Sinister War. Uh, uh, you know, I... I really wanted to uh, come in here and really kind of uh, just destroy the issue because there's some of the some of the problems that have been that have been plaguing Spider-Man uh, in Nick Spencer's run are very on display here. Um, but let's but but we'll, we'll get into it. Um, so we have uh, Nick Spencer's writer pencilers Mark Bagley, um, and we have uh, a foray of inkers Andrew Hennessy, John Dell, and Andy Owens. Colorist Brian Reber, letterer VCs Joe Caramagna, and we have uh, cover artists. Welcome back, Brian Hitch and Paul Mounts. Uh, Brian Hitch has been over at DC for a long time. Yeah, and this is the first yeah. time I've seen Brian Hitch back at Marvel in a while. It is, man. Um, I, like I, <laughs> I don't think I've seen his name in a while. I don't know what he's been working on, but you know, it's, mm. it's not a, it's not a bad gig when you get to jump in on a Spider-Man. 
Well, I, I, I knew it was a Brian Hitch cover as soon as you, as soon as I saw it, I was like, wait, Brian Hitch. Wow. What's up? But, um, so the, the thing, and, and I'm going to complain a little bit about, but about the, the, just the sheer amount of characters in this book, um, where you really, really, really need a scorecard to kind of keep all of, uh, Nick's, uh, dangling plot threads that have, he's had throughout these, um, this his run uh, are all converging. I believe that this is Nick Spencer's swan song on Spider-Man. I think he's out after the Sinister War, um, and maybe or maybe after the, the maybe there's a wrap up for Sinister War, but um, I I do believe he's out. Uh, but this book is wrapping up the Mary Jean limited series. They bring that, uh, that whole storyline into this. Uh, we are treated to the Savage Six, the Sinister Six, and uh, the, the other groups. And I don't know if they're calling them uh, like six numbers or anything like that, but it's basically every villain that Spider-Man's faced in the last three or four years, um, all in this issue. It's pure chaos. I think that's... Um, actually what it's designed to be uh we also have mephisto with dr strange in las vegas kind of playing craps and trying to and basically gambling on the life of uh, of peter parker uh and this is going to be the the culmination of the uh, of the mephisto uh brand new day right where where they dissolved the peter mary jane marriage and erased everybody's memory of it um we know for a fact now that mysterio knows about the, uh, about the whole deal and is trying to tell peter and mary jane about it um and now uh, and and that's going to be mysterio's motivation in this where at the end of the uh, issue he uh, abducts mary jane and i imagine is bringing her to mephisto um there's a, it is really, really, really hard to keep track of everything going on in this issue. It moves really quickly for a 34-pager, a um, and there's a lot going on. Um, that's, I think, uh, almost a detriment almost to the book. Um, but when I think about the fact that this is probably going to be uh, – the wrap up for Nick's all of Nick's storylines that he's going on. I, I, I really think that he has to throw everything, but the kitchen sink in this. Um, what did, what did you think of uh, the kickoff to sinister war? <laughs> here's, here's been the problem with a lot of Spider-Man titles that, I, that I've had is that this is just another title where they just threw a, a whole bunch of characters out there. Um, remember the, the Craven storyline where, where they had a uh, Kincaid and you know, and they trapped a whole bunch of characters that were related to animals. Yeah, and there was like fifty. This this feels like the same mess to me. Yep, there's too the many ca- too many characters, right? And then and then we just had a storyline recently where it was Spider-Man and the rest of the Spider Family, and they had to go off and you know fight somebody. I forget who it was. Kindred. He's right in this issue. Yes. Yeah. What what happened to that storyline? Yeah, uh, well, they're wrapping, <laughs> they're wrapping it up. They're wrapping it up in this sinister war. You know, you know, it, it's too many, like, look, kids love Spider-Man. I respect the stuff that they've done with Spider-Man. Just stop. You don't need to remind me about 
all the bad people and uh, all the villains and everything. Just pick one particular storyline. Hey, this week this is what's happening. This week, I'm I'm still stuck off of. Hey, there was Spider-Man, and then he was, you know, hooking up with uh, with Bullseye, and then there's the 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 tablets of life and death and everything. I'm still stuck on that storyline. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for that storyline to end. Before you go on to this other mess, right? I, n- nobody cares about the one more day freaking storyline, right? The people, <laughs> were, people were just wanting to forget about that. Nobody was waiting for them to, to fix it. They Okay, they left the bad testament. Just forget it. Just leave it in trash. But, oh, oh we're going to open up this other thing to try and fix it and address it, which they've done several times. And they well, fail. So in, in one of the pages in this issue that you re- you realize that uh, Peter has a, a, a ring and he's going to propose to Mary Jane again. So, <laughs> so that is, you know, a result resolution one way or the other where either Peter's going to ask Mary Jane to marry him again and then realize that they've been married the entire time, you know, or they had been married before and, and Mephisto made everybody forget. Uh, so that well, well, there's going to be some resolution there. Well, would you want to marry Mary Jane after you find out that she's been hanging out with Mysterio the whole time? <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, she gets she got some explaining to do. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she's she's like I understand. You know, a lot of people, a lot of you you fans will say, "Well, no, Spider Man, you know, how can he not be with Mary Jane?" Well, this is a new day, gents. If you find out that there's one bad thing that your lady has been hiding from you, you don't marry her. You keep her on the back burner as, as long as you can because, I mean, this is not, oh, she, ha- she had sales receipts from Target from you. This is, she's been hanging out with one of your worst enemies, one of the worst people yeah. in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Can you trust her? No. No, you can't trust her. You left Black Cat. One of the sexiest women in the MMC universe, so you can hang out with MJ, who's who doesn't even live with you. She's been hanging out in California. That was her choice. That's what's crazy about it. Yeah. That th- they should have brought this up quicker than this. This this and, this should this this is should have been <laughs> screw all that savage six savage six and, and versus the other six stuff. They should have brought this up. That should have been like page two. Oh, oh! By the way, this is Mysterio. Go. Oh, excuse me, Mary J. You've been hang- you, Not only have we not been together for the last year, but you've been hanging out with my worst enemy. The, you know, that's what they should do, on, right? Man. They should have like a Sinister Six where it's just all Peter's ex-girlfriends. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you got because you got to remember there was those uh, that that group of six ladies, right? With super with the villain yeah. outfits. They're all in here. They they should all they should all been his ex ladies right freaking just doing what they got to yeah. do, you know and oh man we're we trust me I've been in that situation where your exes meet each other and and they just want to screw with you a little bit trust me I've been, I've yeah. been here so bring, that would Mary been, Jane been a real thing you have a Mary Jane Black Cat bring back a Gwen Stacy clone uh, and then you have a uh, you know you throw in Carly Cooper who is menace right and then. Uh, and then you have, uh, you know, we'll do Deborah Whitman for Johnny and give her some kind of a, some kind of alter ego. There's there's five anyway. There's got to be a sixth one, I'm sure. You know, Betty Brant. There you go. Bang! Six. 
Yeah. <laughs> look, yeah, look, look. I mean, I'm I'm past the time when I I was uh, I liked the Spider-Man. Just had regular guy problems where you know he couldn't pay the rent. You know his job. I'm past that. I need him to have real man problems. I need him to have. I need him, Mary Jane, to argue about the the little stuff now and then. You know how, how is it that he's been he had been hanging out with Black Cat and all that other stuff, and that didn't come up more. You know. Mary Jean, she's been hanging out in, in California. How come they haven't been arguing about her not being able to pick up the phone on time? You know, it, it's yeah. We need them to have 2021 problems. You know, a little like, domestic. She, yeah, a little yeah. domestic uh, going on. Yeah, you know. Oh, oh, hey, hey Spider Man, I saw you hanging out with Silk. What was that all about? You know, I, that's what I need. <laughs> you know, you know, because because. So so once again, I wasn't tracking when that when Silk was in her beginnings, but I didn't know that her and Sp- Spidey were a thing until recently. I was like, wait, wait hold up, wait a minute. That and was then, her and first she appearance. Said, yeah. And now, was, then, now every once in a while they're just going off and doing that. And Mary Jane doesn't care. No, 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 no. I need look. And I'm gonna see, and I'm gonna see this, and y'all can y'all can hate me. You can send you can send the the mail to 432 for your PO box, you know, <laughs> I need Spidey to have black people problems. I, I need that. <laughs> I need I need these women to be more real, more popping off as Spidey, putting him in check because this stuff that he's getting away with will not fly the black community. I'm sorry, man. Look. We understand that black community loves Spidey because look how they've embraced Miles Morales. We love him. We think oh, yeah. feel about it. Give me Spider-Man, black man problems. Oh, yeah, he lost his job. Yep, gotcha. He's got problem <laughs> with the rent. Yep, yep. I need him to be pulled over more for, by the cops. I need, him, I need him to have those type of problems. Let, let's bring Spider-Man up to 2021. Him, I want, I want him to be in the car with, with Miles Morales, and them all of a sudden, whoop, whoop, you know, freaking pulled over, and they're, and they're figure, hey, why do you, why do you have these shooters in the back? What, what's going on with that? You know, where, where, where's, where's your Spidey? Where's your, 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 your Avengers uh, papers? Do you have a license for all that? I, I need him to have those freaking top problems. Bring him up to 2021, Nick Spencer. For God's sake. Come on now. This is this 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 is ah oh man you know I'm tired of the oh well you know he's he's you know he's he's a genius and all those yeah yes there's plenty of smart people but guess what there's plenty of smart people out in the world but guess what they still have normal people problems and I'm not seeing that I'm gonna I'm gonna request Al isolate Lucas's rant and this can be our new ad for No Prize Podcast. <laughs> Yes, bring Spider-Man to 2021 and give him all the black people problems. That would be just yeah. fantastic. Look, look, we've got this whole pandemic, right? Right, and and we are have we're about to be on a precipice of the end of the moratoriums for rents and mortgages. A lot yeah. of people still don't have work. They're still fighting, you know, for equal pay or really good pay and everything. That's. I want Spider-Man to have a job, but I want him to have a really crappy job, <laughs> right? Where he just, where he's not getting paid enough to, to, to do the rent. Yeah, to make a living wage. Right, yeah. right. And then in the meantime, you get Mary Jane. She's out in California doing her whatever, and then she comes home and she sees Spidey freaking sitting on the couch playing video games all day, and she's like looking him up and down, like, "Hey, what the heck, dude? That's a 2021 problem." 
that I I want to see. <sighs> Look, I respect the hustle that artists or writers have to do, but they're not bringing enough of real people problems to this whole deal. And I'm really, you know, who I'm really disappointed in? That's Tanisha Coates, right? Because he has marketed himself as the person and the writer that's been able to do that. None of that has applied. He has not been able to do it whatsoever. He has absolutely failed, right? I was like, okay. And they put him on the Captain America joint, right? I was like, okay, yep. you know, I was like, oh man, this is going to be great. Maybe he's going to be able to do something, even though I absolutely hated his Black Panther stuff, right? Mm. Tanisha Coates, Tanisha Cates, Tanisha Coates, Tanisha Cates, whatever his name is, excuse me. <laughs> um, you know, he could put together two to three good pages where he 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 says, "Hey, this is this is America. These are the problems," and and then that's it. He is not he has not been able to put together two to three you know issues where I'm like, "Oh man, this is the best thing ever." No, but what what concerns me is that now he's been given a script. Or been 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 tasked with putting together a script for Superman, or a black Superman. That 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 concerns oh, really? me right now. Yeah, that concerns me right now. So, but we'll but we'll see. Once again, we're talking about Marvel writers. Marvel writers. I think Mar I think Marvel writers are kind of hamstrung by what uh, editorial has kind of uh, edicted to them what they need to kind of stay in their lane kind of um or they need to actually uh focus on the issues that are important to marvel uh so to speak you know not right. not exactly i think i think they're policing the writers a little too much so that maybe maybe that's why uh you know coach's work suffered because i agree with you i didn't think his captain america work was great either and i was I actually expected to see uh, like a different, maybe like a different type of a voice coming from coming from Captain America for the last couple of years. Um, and I kind of, you know, it's it was kind of more like the, more of the same. You know, it wasn't. I expected something different uh, and didn't get it. Uh, same thing with Black Panther. You're you're right. Uh, the Black Panther, the whole science fiction angle for the for the last couple of years where he was in space. That that really, I kind of think, turned off a lot of readers, really, um, because there wasn't, you know, it was it was like that, that's not my Black Panther, uh, and 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 the fact that during during that whole storyline with Black Panther, he was still helming, he was still the chairman of the Avengers, like nothing was going on. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> like, it, yeah, it really threw me. It threw me off, right? It, it did. It, it threw me off as far as where, what characters are supposed to be doing what. Um, and that, I know that's probably like a minor quibble now, but I, it was really glaring with Black Panther, where I was like, "Dude, is this actually happening in the Marvel universe, like the Black Panther stuff, or is this happening outside? Like, is this like a what if storyline, or is this like a?" actual happening because why is he still captain in the Avengers if uh, if he's off in space for X amount of time, right? Because his, didn't he get his mind wiped? You know, his like yeah. mind was wiped and he was like, he didn't know who he was. I was like, <laughs> but everything's cool. He's he's at Avengers Mountain and he's hiring the, uh, you know, the gorilla man to, to be the butler. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, it was so. Anyway, let's uh, let's jump let's jump from Sinister War, where we're already over the hour that we kind of a lot. We wanted to talk Star Wars 
War of the Bounty Hunter real quick before we wrap up. Um, we were supposed to actually talk about Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunter two weeks ago and ran out of time because, you know, we go off on tangents of, you know, we want Spider-Man to be pulled over by the cops. So this is, this is going to be quick. This is going to be quick. There is a Star Wars. So, so what's been going on is, uh, you know, this is happening during the time when Han Solo had been frozen. Right. Yep. So his that Corbinite, whatever that he's been stuck in, has been stolen several times, and now it's in the hands of the Red Dawn. Right. Um, the Red Dawn is a crime syndicate that was thought to have been, um, you know, eradicated, but apparently now they're back. Um, apparently, one of the leaders or the leader of the Red Dawn has was uh, Han Solo's girlfriend, and now she's doing whatever. Right. So this is once again this is the storyline that that's with, with that's within that whole thing here. Now, the whole Star Wars of the Bounty Hunters has several different books um, that has been connected to it. There's the, there's the main Star Wars Bounty Hunters. Yeah. And the, the entire Star Wars line. Is there, uh, there, there's the Afra, and there, and then there's the Java. So, every single book I've, I've really liked so far. Don't care whether the art has been jacked up. Don't care. I've liked, I've, I like what's been going on because it allows you, or it has allowed the reader to kind of, you know, explore the interrelationships of the villains and the crime syndicates and how it really works, especially within the Jabba's. And that's really important because I think it's, yes, it's either this week or within the next couple of weeks, there's going to be a brand new character, a brand new bounty hunter um, that's going to be revealed. I don't know what her name is yet, um, but that's going to be the big book, right, that a lot of people are going to be looking for. And I think, actually, it's, it is this week. I'm, I'm positive this week because I checked out in Midtown and it's sold out. Um, so keep an eye out for that book. If you see it sitting at your local LCS and they have no idea what it is, pick it up. It's the B cover. She's right there on the B cover. And there's a 125. And that's all I have to say about that. What did you think about it, Professor? Have you been loving the series? What did you, was there anything in this issue that kind of pissed you off? or was, what you No, um, this is all good stuff, man. The, so this, this, uh, this is actually the second issue of War of the Bounty Hunters, uh, and it's called The Scoundrel's Ball. Um, and I'm going to shout out the creators. Charles Soule, who's been doing a massive amount of great work on, this, on the Star Wars universe since he kind of took over. Um, and it's illustrated by Luke Ross. Uh, and I remember him from the old Suicide Squad days back in the 80, 80s. Uh, colored by Neeraj Menon, or Menon, uh, lettered by VCs Travis Lanham. And we get some cover, uh, the cover art by Steve McNiven and Frank DeMarta. Um, I love this book because it does something that I didn't expect, right? Like who expects in between empire and Jedi, right? The, the timeline in between those two movies that you kind of, what we've all been led to believe was that the Han Solo was frozen in carbonite taken by Boba Fett and brought to Tatooine and presented to Jabba the Hutt. Uh, uh, that's the story that I've believed for the last 40 years. And now they're saying, Oh, Hey, uh, Boba Fett ran into a little trouble bringing Han Solo to uh, Tatooine, and he got he he got jacked up and stolen from Boba, and now the the Crimson Dawn is selling him to the highest bidder 
Uh, and of course, this brings in Kira from Han Solo, the Han Solo movie, um, into the comic book universe for the first time. And that's incredible. Um, and they're bringing back the uh, Dark Sun, which was um, the uh, crime syndicate from Shadows of the Empire, which was the first expanded uh, universe comics and books um, back in the early 90s. Um, and that was where we had uh, Prince Shizor, which they haven't uh, they haven't introduced yet in the comics. I don't know if they can, but the uh, in the second page, all the Dark Sun people are all of his race, um, which made me think maybe we might see him eventually. Uh, and then uh, I'm wondering if they ever bring in they might they might bring in Dash Rendar, but I don't know if you even remember that guy. But he was uh, he was part of the expanded universe, and they actually when they started relaunching all the toys, they actually had Shadows of the Empire toys, and uh, and all those characters had figures and all that stuff. This was this to me is kind of like the a great marriage of all the uh, expanded universe stuff that came before and really kind of fleshing out uh, such an unknown period of time between movies of Empire and Jedi because we know that there was some kind of a passage of time and we know that the characters got to where they were at the beginning of Jedi where, you know, we had Lando on Tatooine, Luke became went from a went from a Jedi trainee to a Jedi Knight in the in that time period. Um, we know and, and here we get to see what actually happens to Han, you know, with all the bounty hunters and um I and I've always thought the bounty hunters were one of the greatest areas of um opportunity for the Star Wars universe. And we've seen that on Disney Plus with the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett coming uh, coming this uh, this winter, um, here they're really kind of uh, they're really kind of playing in a an unexplored playground, and I just love the different syndicates. I love the, seeing all the huts and everything, and how they interact, and uh, and all the intrigue and espionage, and and then at the end of this particular issue where Darth Vader shows up, and you're just like, oh, it's on now, <laughs> you know, and and you totally forget about the empire for this entire issue. And then when you realize Darth Vader shows up and you know that everybody's in the same spot, you have, uh, you have Boba Fett and, and Luke and Lando and Chewbacca and Princess Leia and Dr. Afra and all the characters are all at the scoundrels ball. So now, now I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm so excited to see what's happening next. Cause some of these characters have never met each other, you know, right. Um, Dr. Afra knows the, the rest of the cast from Star Wars, but, um, you know, the, there are, there are some, in, some interesting relationships there, um, that I'm, I'm really in, excited to see play out. And, uh, and if this doesn't end with a, with a Boba Fett series, there's a, it's something going on wrong. Right. right. I mean, they're, they're really building up, building up to a Boba Fett solo book. Oh, 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 you know, so Speaking of relationships, so the big thing, another big thing that, uh, so a very big character that is undervalued right now is Administrator Moore, also known as Sly Moore. She was the emperor's right hand. So while he was a senator, she was his right hand as he came up. <clears throat> In all the movies, she is like 
over on his right hand side or just like in the background. And then whenever he needs something, she's the one that goes off and does other stuff. She has been amazing because even in the Darth Vader books, they explained that she tried to have Vader killed several times. She even built a robot that had this dude killed. <laughs> right? And the, the, the robot dong on near killed him, was successful at killing him. She has also been the person that when it, when it comes to the clones and all the other stuff, she was the one that was responsible for getting it off on that initial planet where it was developed and getting it to Exelon where, where it eventually would reside. She was the one that did that. When it comes to um, she was she was called the queen of the, the, the she was the, called the queen of the empire and everything. She even was rumored to have the empire the emperor's son, right? People don't know that the emperor had the son, and she was the she is the mother of the emperor's son, right? Hmm. Um, so she is she is a big character that's that that's out there. So remember, she once again she tried to kill Vader several times, and now Vader is just showing up to this ball <laughs> to say, hey, what's up? So this is, this is going to be interesting, interesting to see how this plays out. Well, that's, uh, to, to me, uh, that's, um, I think, the event of the summer that's maybe flying under people's radar is, uh, is War of the Bounty Hunters. And I would say if you're a Star, if you're a Star Wars fan, if you're, a, if you're a fan of the Expanded Universe, you need to, this is a must-buy to, to kind of fill in the holes between Empire and Jedi. And it's, um, it's a really fun read, and there's a lot of stuff going on with uh, the main book, and then I think there's five, four or five regular monthlies for Star Wars that, um, that all fill in the, the story, too. So go check that out. Um, and I think that that's probably going to wrap us up for today. <laughs> yes, we're, we're, a little, uh, we're a little over, but that's yep. good. Um, so see us again in a couple of weeks. We'll be rolling into uh, – wow, we'll be rolling into August next, uh, next episode. Uh, summer's summer's going to be almost over, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we'll see, man. Uh, look, I, I'll tell you what. Marvel's been getting a lot better – it's just that you know, sometimes they have off weeks, they have bad weeks, but a lot of the good stuff that they have is flying on under the radar. You just got to dig for it, unfortunately. Right. So I think next episode, let's uh, we'll, we'll break down what if because what if will be right on the horizon. Then for that's the next Disney Plus show. Um, all right. So uh, until then, stay safe. Uh, go out to the movies and see Black Widow uh, and catch the end of Loki on Disney Plus because. Really, what are you doing if you're not watching that? All exactly, right. right? <laughs> All right, we'll see you.